All right, we're live. We're doing it. Is there any more feedback? Has have people commented? All right, well, for those of you who are going, we're going to get going. For those of you that joined us, thank you so much. Uh, this is a, a new project that we were hoping to get started. I'm going to, for IG folks, I'm going to be focusing on this camera because if I try to do both, I don't have that Don Lemon skill of being in a studio and knowing which cameras to focus on. So I'm going to try to focus here, but I'll have to periodically check IG just for people in the comments. Um, Trishonda and I were law school classmates. Sad to think it's been almost a decade. <laughs> so almost almost a decade ago. And we had fun political arguments. That's always been kind of, um, I, I was a poli-sci major and that's just something that's always been a passion of mine. And we recently been discussing, obviously, who, who Biden should pick. Um, and at least other conversations. And these conversations that we've been sharing for the past like we said, almost seven, eight years. So um, we think, you know what? Why don't we bring this to the masses? Um, but for, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm Cliff Mason, the second, um, and I teach. Uh, I was a poli sci major, and there's some other fun stuff that uh, you guys can find out later. <laughs> well, thank you, Cliff, for allowing me to do these conversations with you. Like Cliff said, we've known each other for a while. I mean, Cliff is almost trying to age us, saying a decade ago. Doesn't seem like that long ago, but um, yeah. <laughs> Cliff, yes, Cliff and I, we've known each other since law school. I've done a lot of work with Cliff, um, talking about different political issues. Cliff has the Mason Report, where I've written a few um, articles there um, just talking about the political process, um, mainly the election process. And Cliff has always been someone that wants to make sure other people stay informed um, throughout, not just um, during the election season, but outside of that. He does a great job at covering Black History Month. So um, you guys definitely need to check him out and He's someone that you can always go to if you have questions or just want to learn more. So I'm looking forward to tonight's conversation. All right. So we're going to pretty much try to knock this three segments out in an hour. Or we'll see if, it, if that's possible. We're going to cut it at 530 uh, Pacific and 830 on, on the East Coast. So we're going to cut it at 530. And hopefully we can keep to that uh, and be done. But the three segments we're going to focus on are Biden's VP shortlist gun control and uh, whether or not Biden should debate. And this came up just recently because of a New York Times um, op-ed. Somebody floated the idea that Biden shouldn't debate Donald Trump. So we're going to discuss that. But let's let's start off with um, this first question. I think it only makes sense considering, um, Shonda, you worked on Capitol Hill um, with the Democratic Party. So in full disclosure for folks um, wondering like partisan affiliation, um, but mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious who is your, and I have a two part question and people are going to be like, wait, that's, wouldn't that elicit the same answer to me? The answer, it has two different answers, but my two questions for you are, um, who is your top pick for Biden to be a running mate? And who do you think is the best pick for Biden to be his running mate? Mm. Okay. Who is my top pick? Yeah. If you were picking. I was picking my top pick would definitely be Stacey Abrams 
and I'll throw out my wild card in a little bit, but my top pick is Stacey Abrams. Is that different from who you think the best pick is? No. It's not. Oh, so that's the same person. Yes, so I, I would stick with the same person. Okay. Why do you think she's the best? So, for those who are unfamiliar with what happened in the previous election, or well, not the previous election, but in 2018, Stacey Abrams actually won um, when she ran for governor of Georgia. Of Georgia. The echoing still. So Stacey Abrams, she won the election in Georgia. However, due to a few di- a few different things, but the current governor Brian Kemp, who you now have, who is not doing the best, hasn't been doing the best, um, is not for the people. He is in that position just due to different tactics that they impose, such as voter suppression and rigging the election. But Stacey Abrams, she's a black woman. She's educated, knows her stuff. She speaks very well. She has the ability to mobilize the entire party. Young voters came out in large numbers to vote, to to actually vote. They participated in the election process. And I think that that's very important and something that we haven't seen in a long time. We saw that the numbers actually went down in 2016. And I believe that Biden, he really needs to energize the party. And unfortunately, we don't want to see young voters decide to stay home because that's what we saw happen in 2016. Um, Her above other candidates, and it gets interesting, right? Because you have um, Kamala Harris, who I, I really love. So when Cliff said, who's your best pick and who do you think is, what was that, the second part? Who's your top pick versus who do you think yeah. is the best top pick? pick? Right. Top pick and best pick. So I love Kamala. However, I think that she might be able to serve in a better role for the administration. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll let Cliff go. So we, we somewhat share a pick because I, I don't agree with you that it, it, she's the best pick, I think, for Biden. I think Stacey Abrams is the best pick for Biden. She's not my favorite pick. Like if I had my druthers, Kamala Harris would be one at the top of the ticket. We'd be trying to figure out, is it going to be Julian Castro or Judge or who's going to be her running mate? But since the vote is what it is at this point, um, my, my, my top pick is Kamala Harris. I mean, to me, um, She's young, not the youngest, because Abrams does have her by almost a decade, so that's important. Because so like first let me break down my criteria. Youth. Youth matters, right? Yes, it does. Youth matters because we have to think about let's imagine by some miracle, Biden wins. Yes, I think it'd be a miracle if he wins, for those of you that are surprised. Biden wins and he wins re-election. So we're talking about a person who's going to be young enough to carry the party for the next eight to 12 years. Is that somebody currently in their seventies, Elizabeth Warren, currently in their mid sixties? Like, I don't think so. So I think he Karen Bass. about, what'd you say? I said rep Karen Bass. Just yeah, I, I think Karen Bass is 66, right? Karen Bass is 66. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the, that can fact check us too if you'd like. You, you, the, he has to think about who's going to be able to carry the party. Now, beyond that, who's beyond you, right? I also think before he even said, I'm going to pick a woman, we knew it needed to be a woman. It's time. Like it's, it's long past time that we see that it's time for a woman to be in that position, to lead the Senate, right? To lead the most important deliberative legislative body. And so while my dream ticket was Kamala Harris, Julian Castro, I think if we're being practical politically, and tell me if I'm missing any comments or questions <laughs> from my team. If we're being practical and political, Stacey Abrams, to me, is his only shot of winning because Trump cannot win without sweeping the South, right? So we're, a Democrat can win without winning Pennsylvania or without winning Michigan. A Republican cannot win without sweeping the South. Stacey Abrams puts Georgia in play. I mean, she was a few percentage points from breeding Brian Kemp, who was the sitting secretary of state who cheated and purged thousands of votes off the rolls, right? So one, she puts Georgia in play. Two, even if they don't carry Georgia in the general election, by having Stacey Abrams on the ticket, it forces the Republicans to devote money to Georgia. So they'll have to devote resources and time. So time, energy, and resources to Georgia that they would otherwise be utilizing in Michigan, be utilizing in Wisconsin, be utilizing in Pennsylvania. So now it stretches the party a little bit thinner on the other side. You don't put any pressure on the Republican side if you go with Karen Bass. You don't put any pressure on them if you go with, well, I'll talk about, I'll get to Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar because to me, those are non-starters. If he puts one of those two on the ballot, we're gonna see a worse voter turnout for the Democratic Party in Michigan and Wisconsin and in the Rust Belt than we saw four years ago. I mean, he can do more damage to the Democratic Party by putting not just a white woman on the ticket, but just a mediocre, unliked white woman on the ticket. I mean, Democrats voted and they rejected her soundly. Like she, Elizabeth Warren was demolished in her own state. I get, why is she even, this is my question to you, why is Elizabeth Warren being more highly considered than Susan Rice or Kamala Harris or Stacey Abrams? You, you know the answer to that. Well, I think it goes beyond race. I, I think so, Yeah, but the, I would say one of the reasons why she's being considered is because white women feel comfortable seeing another white woman on the ticket. We're, we're not, well, we're, we, we can't ignore what happened in 2016. I do think that there, there are a lot of people that align with Warren's platform. She ran a really great campaign. I, I'm not, I will not take that from her, but we do still have to consider that white females are a base that we don't will they will they vote for Trump this time around? If they if they see a black woman on the ticket, will yes. will they not? Guess what? You, well, who vote for Trump this time around? So is that a basin that we just leave behind? Do you leave behind? Do you not consider 
do you not consider them when you're also considering young voters? Because well, we still voters, have to think about the we still have to think about the future of the party. Young voters is the reason I thought it was insulting. Like if you read the New York Times article and they say Biden's surrogates are pushing because the Congressional Black Caucus, which Karen Bass was the head of, the Congressional Black Caucus backs Karen Bass as his vice presidential running mate because she's going to be more acquiescent. Is that what we're looking for? Like, I'm sorry. If we look at the increase in voter registration, right? Like, I get to work with teenagers. I've seen how energized they are. You name one teenager that's going to be energized about Karen Bass. Name one. I, well, I know a single know who she is. voter that's like, ooh, Karen Bass for vice president? Let's go. That's nobody. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't know. I... I have another, I have a curveball for you. So Tammy Duckworth is also on that list. And for folks who are curious, I'm referencing, there was a New York Times article posted on August 1st that listed Mm -hmm. because his surrogates are trying to be slick and um, they're dropping names here and there. And of the names they've, they've indicated to the New York Times, which potential VP running mates have actually been asked or request have been requested to submit uh, vetting documents, and of those folks, Tammy Duckworth is on that list. So, to me, if he picks Tammy Duckworth, he's clearly just pandering to folks who have an affinity for the military, but. The problem with that is we've already seen that voters in this country don't care so much about military service the way they did 60, 70 years ago. So do you think there's something more to Tammy Duckworth that I'm missing? Like, do you think she's a great potential running mate or do you think he's pandering to like military, military families? I definitely think that one of the, that, that would help. That, that's helping like a, a certain base, but the issues are larger than military. We're not, this is not 2004 re-election. I, I, I don't understand why you would run with someone who does, the, the problem is right now, I don't, I, I'm not sure if you have brought it up um, yet, is that we don't have the time and the resources to spend an entire three months introducing this candidate to, to the world. A lot of people do not know who Tammy Duckworth is unless you are someone who is real, like you're, you're reading, you're, you're really engaged with politics. So I, I don't think that that would be the smartest decision to pick someone like her. Yeah. Is she a likable um, candidate? Yes. I don't know anything negative about, I don't know anything negative to say about her in terms of character or the work that she's done. But again, is she somebody that will help mobilize the party, energize the party? Because we, we do need that. We need that. I will be frank. A lot of people are not excited about Biden. And I know people get upset when they hear 
other people say, oh, I wasn't excited. I'm, I, I don't really want to vote because I don't like the candidates. Mm-hmm. We need to give people a reason to get excited. Yeah. And like you, like you said, Cliff, people need to start thinking outside of one election cycle because we're here to win two election cycles and go beyond that. So again, when we're saying that we need a candidate that can last 12 years, that's because we have Barack Obama who still is out here stomping for other Democrats. He's out here campaigning for them and you need that in a president. Joe Biden probably would not be able to do that after his second election, like second cycle, just being honest. Um, And you're being nice. I don't think he'd live out his first term, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, we're not going to speak that energy. We're not going to put that energy out here, Cliff. He's 51 years old. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen if Biden picks a white woman? Because people were like, just to to be clear, because the media has twisted, because you and I talked about this the other day, the media's twisted the line that he said, because he was mm. asked directly, like Biden was asked directly, Yeah, are that. you going to pick a woman of color? And what's his response? My cabinet is going to look like America. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm from Santa Ana, California, <clears throat> best city in the world. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so is he saying his cabinet's going to look like Santa Ana? I mean, I, is this cabinet going to look like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho? That's in America. Is mm-hmm. this going to look like Santa Fe, New Mexico? Is it going to look like West Virginia? What, what does that mean? Like, are you going to pick a woman of color? Question mark. Answer that question. Mm-hmm. Like, he tries to make himself out. He's a man of the people. He's he's a politician. He's been a politician longer than both of us have been alive. And that answer is. That's how, that's how you play the game. I wish he would just answer questions because I want to know because then we wouldn't have this foolish list of all these non-viable candidates. Right. Which are Elizabeth Yeah, Moore. 13 candidates is, that's ridiculous. And then leaving off my girl, Stacey, that, that, that's another story. But to me, it's I three. Say, but, but I agree. I, I think it's time to just start a- answering questions directly because that's part of the reason why you then leave other people out of the process. Like a lot of people don't want to engage with politics because they find politicians untruthful. They're, they're not, they're not really speaking from a place where they actually, you know, like people don't feel like they're, they have the right intentions behind what it is that they're, they're stating to the public. I'm reading some of the comments. Now, in terms of that particular comment that he made and how the media ran with it, part of the problem that that's part of the reason why we have Trump now, um, I'd say, is because I'm not placing everything on the media, but we do we have to stop doing that. Yeah, Erica noted. Erica said uh, he made a general popular popular statement. Yeah, I agree. I think the statement is popular, but the problem is we forget your popularity. We we want direct answers, right? Like mm-hmm. if I go to the doctor, I don't want a popular statement. I what's wrong with me, right? Like right. same principle should apply. But that comment too saying the party will look read read the comment back because I don't want to do the same thing that the media is doing. Just saying that Biden made a, a general popular statement. Right. And stating that it will look like the rest of America. The point is, is that everyone's not like Cliff and I, who 
live in bigger cities that are very diverse racially, culturally. So you can't continue to make blanket statements like that because it's the same reason why we've had over 400 years of systemic racism. Yeah. Saying that you don't see color, that that does not solve that doesn't solve anything. So we we need to get away from generalizations like that. Quick timeout. For folks commenting on IG, unfortunately, these two systems are not connected. So don't don't at me at StreamYard, but if you want your comment like for me to broad like to put the comment up on the screen, you have to comment on either Facebook or YouTube. Sorry, that's not me. All right. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, uh, it's okay. So let's read a comment on here on Instagram or okay. read a question. So Seth said, Can the Democratic Party afford to take risk on this election? on this election in order to game plan and preserve positions and placement for the future. What are they, are they, so, I'm, so the person who asked that question, are you saying that it would be a risk to pick, what, what is the risk, I guess is my question. What, do you understand that further? What's the risk? Are they saying it's a risk to pick Abrams? Because you and I are in agreement that Stacey Abrams should be the pick. Mm -hmm. Are they mm -hmm. thinking it would be a risk to pick her versus to pick one of these mediocre white women? Can you confirm that, Seth? Let me see if there's another question. Well, while we're waiting there, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop another bomb on folks. I, All right. I'm not. I never thought it was a good idea for Biden to say I'm going to pick a woman because when you pigeonhole yourself like that, when you put yourself into that. The type of a commitment now you're really restricting yourself from really viable options so that means because for me it's three candidates or bust it's either Kamala, Abrams or Susan Rice if he picks anyone other than those three he should go with Julian Castro or Pete Buttigieg right like I think Julian Castro and Pete Buttigieg are infinitely better options than the other women on down that list, better than Amy Klobuchar, better, I mean, better than all of them on that list. And so to me, it was never a good idea for him to say, I'm going to pick a woman for sure. I want there to be a woman. I just think it should be a woman that's going to help the party for years to come and a woman that people can get excited about. I, I don't see millennials getting excited about some of these older women and Klobuchar's actually not that old. Klobuchar's only 60. No, she would be, what, 74 or 72 running her, for, her, for her on her okay, own? But what? Again, no, I just, it's also, like, she's a boring candidate. What, what does she do for the party? What does she do for the party? I mean, I, in, I mean, in terms of, like, legislator. yes, but now will she 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 definitely would help with middle America yeah I think, I think she's a great legislator she's been the most productive member of of this of the Senate I think for the past 12 to 16 years 12, 12 years something like that um, so I think she is important to the party but I don't think she needs to be I, I don't think she needs to be the nominee to be vice president. Grace said, same and thing. I agree with, because they're good. 
not because they're a woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really you see the good? Let me put this up. Mm-hmm. I agree with this. Yeah, pick a woman because they're good, not because they're a woman. Yeah, and again, this is to right. me, this is more of by this was pandering. Like, don't mm-hmm. pander to voters. Voters are too smart. Voters are smart. Like, you have to stop insulting our intelligence. We all recognize it's high time for a woman to be in the highest positions in this country. They should be leading schools. They should be leading corporations. They should be leading hospitals. They should be leading it, it, in state, state and local government. They should be leading, leading in federal government. Looting is really bad. Not but, the, the problem is, is, but the fact that we even have to run this big campaign right now just for a woman, a black woman, to be considered, that's the problem. It should not have taken for it, it should not have taken for this moment. And I'm not saying like just because of what happened um, with the killing of George Floyd, we should have been talk we should have been talking about electing a black woman, a woman of color before this before this. And so I think what's happening now is that some people feel that he will only some people are going to argue oh he only picked a woman of color or a black woman because of what's happened the last three months and it's unfair and so i I don't know so i see what grace is saying but i I don't i I don't like arguments like this because it almost makes it seem as if you're trying to use the affirmative action thing in terms of hire them hire them because they have the skills or the, you know, like they, they have the skills. Well, we know if they're, if this person is being considered, they definitely have the skills. I mean, you guys put Donald Trump in office. So I'm not here to, I'm not going to tear apart these women who definitely have shown that they have the capabilities to perform and legislate well. Also, just so, I mean, I, I don't know if people understand like the significance of why we're having the conversation uh, about the vice president role. Cliff has mentioned a few things in terms of we, you know, what we need to see happen in the next eight to twelve years. But this is also the person who, who will work closely with the Senate and the House. So you need someone who is actually going to have the president's back. They're going to push for these legislative legislative goals that the, that the cat I mean that the administration has set all of those things matter so we don't need someone who is not willing to stand up you know stand up for all of us and is also going to challenge the president at times as well yes yeah. I, the, I, there's not even enough time for that because we were about to transition but yeah. that that was what I found to be the most racially charged element of Biden's surrogates saying that the reason they're averse to a Kamala Harris nomination is because she won't be a rubber stamp to Biden's agenda. And to me, Joe Biden wasn't a rubber stamp to Obama's agenda, but that's what made them grow stronger. I mean, those two have an inseparable special bond. Now we can all see it in video photography And it's because I think they challenged each other intellectually. The idea that Biden is going to go with a woman, but a woman that's going to just be complacent with being his running mate and 
not push him and not challenge him, to me, again, it's not just insulting, but it's not going to make us better. We talk about trying to perfect our union. How is it perfecting our union if the person at the top of the ticket is looking for the person that's just going to rubber stamp all of their policies as opposed to challenging their ideas? Because challenging ideas, and this is what you and I do, you don't agree with half the stuff that I say, but us going back and forth allows us to sharpen the tools that we have at our expo- have, uh, have have that in our access. But I, I don't see anyone besides these three. So this is my last question before we transition. Mm-hmm. You're advising Biden. And he says he'll pick whoever you tell him with one exception. It can't be Harris. It can't be Abrams. It can't be Susan Rice. But it has to be a woman. He says he will pick whoever you put on his desk so long as it's not those three. Not Stacey Abrams, not Kamala Harris, not Susan Rice. Because we agree those three, unless you had a different top three, because that was my top three for the party. And if people are curious, I think Susan Rice's um, international experience uh, being a former ambassador to the United Nations, being a former national security advisor, I think she'd be an excellent pick. Um, she's just not my favorite pick, but I think she'd be an excellent pick. So mm-hmm. not those three. Who would you advise Biden pick as his running mate? Wow. So I told you I had a wild card. Mine would be Val Deming from Florida. Okay. Why? So, I mean, if we're if he's not going to pick three those three who have name recognition, who've they they've proven themselves, I think, in more ways than more ways than others. I say then take a chance. Val Deming, she has she's she's respected in the house. She has previous law enforcement law enforcement um, training. She was I believe she was the chief of the police department. Yeah, in Orlando for like ten years. Yeah, and she she's fairly young. And she's very energized. So I, I would say that because she also has a she has great working relationships on the Hill, I think she's worth considering. So I appreciate you. And you only gave me a little bit of time. I just want to add that in, too. I appreciate you answering the question. But, oh, I wish I, I, I don't think she's a good pick because she doesn't help put Florida in play. Florida is going red regardless of what happens. Right. Mm hmm. So Florida's going to go red. So to me, it doesn't make sense to put a Florida politician on the ticket when they're not going to put their own state in play. Like that was the thing that Tim Kaine brought to Hillary. He at least ensured that she was going to carry Virginia. Virginia. Mm-hmm. But Deming doesn't put Florida in play for him. And what she would do is pol- having her on the ticket now politicizes this Blue Lives Matter, right? Like response to the current movement of racial justice and I don't think that that's going to be in the Dems best favor to have that constantly be asked at every at every oh, time that she's put in public. so I, I think she'd be a dangerous pick I, I, I would mm-hmm. prefer anybody besides her put the veteran on put Tammy Duckworth on the ticket but not Val Deming but I appreciate your answer I, don't, I didn't even think I thought about the question but I actually didn't think of an answer myself but we're going to move on Wow. <laughs> you guys will see, we'll have a sidebar on that one later. Oh, real quick. Sorry. So uh, 
Kieran, Kieran said that the, the pick should for sure be Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know if, yeah, she's I saw that too. if she's trolling me or if she really thinks it should be Tulsi, but uh, she's yeah, pretty much hated by the party for very good reason. Um, she would be a miserable pick, and I don't think I would vote for that. Uh, those two. That's just okay, me. And vote, not voting it should not be an option, but next question, Cliff. 